From the studio of the molecular biologist, Air Force veteran, comedian, and small business owner, Ken Fluence is a podcast that will take a number of unique approaches to exploring the mind, strengthening the body, and practicing positivity. Embark on an original audio journey through a myriad of topics, science, business, comedy, guest interviews, self-help and fitness, and life through many different lenses. Now, let's get to it. What's poppin', Ken, folks? It's Ken with you back again with another episode of Kenfluence. This is the Hypothesis Part 2, the extended cut, the extra. We're not done with this one yet. So, to kind of pick up where we left off, we left off talking about experiments and how a lot of life is experimental and to truly make your life not necessarily formulaic, but to get some consistent results in life, you have to come at it with a scientific approach a lot of times. And to do that, you start with the scientific method and a lot of these scenarios. So in doing so, you start off with an observation, you see something, oh wow, I think this. Um, from there, you have a question, a scientific question, you ask that question, and from there, you propose a prediction. That prediction is put forth as an if-then statement. If this happens, then that will happen. If this occurs, then this will transpire, and that is called your hypothesis, okay? And that's really where we... Uh, foot stomped and capitalized our conversation in the last episode. And in doing so, I really want to make sure that we nail down the fact that there are going to be a lot of times where as you're moving through your journey, you're moving through these different stages of life, you know you can win. You know it's an easy dub if you go for the layup over the dunk. And sometimes it's not so much to just dunk. You got to put your all into it. 2022 was one of the sorriest dunk competitions we have ever seen in the history of dunk competitions. And I'm talking about like at, at the park, at the at the rec center, um, at the middle school where they could barely hit the, the goal good. This is the worst dunk competition. I've seen dunk competitions on grass better than this you feel me on grass in the backyard it's uneven grass not cut i'm not talking about a nice manicured lawn i'm talking about you got them weeds that grow up they look like a y they got them fuzzy joints on the end look like ant antennas or something seeing better dunk competitions happen on that kind of grass than i saw out of the nba in 2022 and a lot of that boiled down to nobody wanted to go for it. Nobody wanted to be super creative. Nobody wanted to be super risky. Nobody wanted to try anything. And there's a vanillaness, and I, I hate to say that, but it's a vanillaness. That might even be a new word. Sounds <laughs> sounds like a sweeter way to be villainous. <laughs> there's a vanillaness. That you can live your life with where you don't take any risks. And you can have these if-then statements all day and you can win every one of them. But if you're not risking it, you're not getting 
probably where you could be. Right? Like, you don't know where your cap is until you push that bar, you push that limit. A lot of times, even when we think we've done that, we haven't done it. So if you know you're not going for it, then you're really not about to get solid results. Big uh, day on the stock market this past, well, day and past weekend. Stocks have been crashing. Crypto has been crashing. And people that have never really invested before are thinking about getting in. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to get in. Amazon talk about doing a stock split. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get on, on the stock split. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. And they, you know, trying to get the investment tips together. And they're trying to learn what they can from YouTube and other people who know a little something about it. And that's dope. I think that's real dope. But they ask you about it. And they're like, all right, cool, man. So what is it like if I throw in like $50? I'm like, I think that's a great starting point. But I don't want you to go in this with the assumption or the expectation that you're about to get rich off of $50. This is not a scratch off. Okay, and even if you do get a fifty dollars scratch off, you're not getting a hundred dollars scratch off. It's not like you really putting a lot of investment into this and you get out what you put in. Same thing with your experiments with your labs. When you make these extravagant labs with um, a lot of different controls and a lot of different things going on, you're still testing for that one variable. But you may have uh, different specimens that you have going all at one time. You may have different um, things that you have in test tubes and centrifuges and what have you that you're all looking at separately. And that's completely fine. But for the folks who are looking at one thing at a time, they're taking their time with the one experiment and they're just really dragging their feet. At least I'm doing something, you know, like that. That's not going to get you anywhere. It's not. Scared money don't make money. Got to risk it for the biscuit. The good old college try, it'll get you through, but it won't get you to. Okay? It'll get you through, but it's not going to get you to where you want to be. It'll get you through this stage. It'll get you through this assignment, but it ain't going to get you through the class. It, it might get you through the class, but it's not going to get you through the degree. Might get you through the degree, but once you sign up for this job that's way out of your qualification, you ain't going to get you through that. Okay? Then you're going to be broke. <laughs> then you're going to be investing $50 in Amazon. I'm talking about, how does this stock split work? <laughs> I'm trying to make a bag. That's not how this works, bro. It's not how this works. Society has geared us to fear trial and error. And I want to let y'all know that's how we got here. That's how we got here. The guy who really founded the, the scientific method was uh, Galen. He lived in, I believe, 160 or 170 A.D. Don't catch me capping. About 200 years after, after Jesus. And um, he was in the Roman Empire. And this dude was the... Um, Dude who would stitch you back together after um, the gladiator fights. So big old arena. You've seen the big old place in Rome. It's all beat up or whatever now. But it used to be the Colosseum. And, you know, think Hercules or whatever. But big old, which is kind of, wouldn't it be wrong? Because, you know, Greek, Roman, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> big old Roman Colosseum. And 
they would have a gladiator and sometimes the gladiators will fight each other sometimes the gladiators will fight huge beasts from foreign lands so lions tigers bears uh antelopes okapi i don't know whatever alligator whatever um ostriches probably name an animal but they be up in there fighting scrapping with like i don't know a spear a sword i mean what come on dog it's it's a whole you got wild dogs and you fight with a sword <sighs> I've i've seen loose pit bulls i got chased by two pit bulls as a matter of fact uh in high school man and um i thought i could take off and dip and beat them let me tell you something let me tell y'all something man i saw a, a chubby boy on i believe the sand lot run away from a dog in uh, a junkyard or something it was either that or stand by me it was one of them dumbass movies from back in the day and that flashed in my head when i saw them big ass dogs come toward me and i was like chubby kid i i would dust him bro I'm, I'm on the track team bro i do hurdles man um i took off i was in slides too by the way and um long story short i did not make it i you know what i'm saying i, I bruh toe up toe up came back bloodied and bruised um that <laughs> you cannot whoever think you can outrun dogs you can't not for long especially not in jordan slides that point being made if you in a coliseum you not beating no wild dogs especially not no dogs from 2000 years ago they gonna body you okay back to my original point that we took a severe detour from galen he was like the makeshift doctor of the time okay and he had this big old book of practices and best practices that he would have for stitching people back together treating dressing bandaging wounds and getting people ready to fight again right because whoever the emperor was at the time they were like I make money when, you know, my best fighters are out there fighting antelopes and bears or whatever. So I need him back ready next couple weeks. Now, obviously, I, I guess we were thicker, thicker skinned and uh, tougher or whatever. But you, you take an antelope horn to the side, bro. You know, you're going to be out for a hot money. It's not like you can go back to work tomorrow. Huh? Well, yeah, I got to... <laughs> I got a Band-Aid from 700 or 170 AD on me. Probably ain't got no Lysol on it or nothing. Probably mad infected, but uh, I'm, back, I'm back to work on Monday. Probably didn't work like that. But he had this book where uh, he wrote everything down, and it was full of what we would consider to be hypotheses. If you do this, then this should happen. If this is your input, then this should be your output. And he started off very basic when it came to broken legs and broken bones and things of that nature. And if you support it, then it should heal in its normal straight form. If you give it this amount of time, it should blah, blah, blah. Over time, his hypotheses got a little bit more aggressive when it came to uh, stopping the bleeding um, when it came to injuries that were internal, when it came to organs and those uh, types of things, right? 
And that's really where Galen in the time was worth his weight in gold, as they said. And of course, there are a million different other examples. Uh, you know, people are going to be like, well, what about the Egyptians? Okay, yeah, the Egyptians had had all that too. Yep. I'm sure, you know, uh, what was it? The the great library and all that they they had it up in there but um we're we not talking about them right now we're talking about what i know specifically you know i ain't got no specific egyptian in mind who who did nothing with the scientific method I, like them as a people i'm sure they was out there bodying you know energy and probably had elon musk ideas and whatnot they had teslas in egypt as y'all would probably argue with me right now but we we not talking about elon musk the egyptian we talking about <laughs> we talking about galen of rome risk it for the biscuit people you got to be able to put yourself out there be nervous sometimes and be ready to to fail forward and have like a body of failures behind you sometimes people gonna die you know if you're if you're galen the surgeon you know who's not really a licensed surgeon by our means today i'm sure many a gladiator died by his hand by trying shit out but i mean how many people did he save by trying to save other people and not like all oh, those people didn't matter but in him trying to figure it out he had to try something different so he never would have got to the point where he saved other people who eventually probably died by bear or lion attack within the confines of the coliseum because you know they was really just gonna run it back until they died for real i mean it really wasn't you know they got to smash the emperor's wife though if you didn't know that gladiators were paid to do that because i'm sure the emperor probably had the emperor's disease which we can abbreviate as ED because they were usually kind of fat because they just be sitting there mad sedentary, eating grapes and whatnot. They'd be having them little dainty leaves in their ears and whatnot. They, they weren't really out there doing Kegels or nothing like that. So I'm sure that they, they won't really. Anyway, all that to say that in order to save some people for some amount of time, he had to risk it. He had to risk potentially the life or the health of other people. And from the knowledge that he gained from that, not only was he able to help folks, but other people were able to learn from his mistakes and then incorporate those into new practices until medicine evolved and medicine developed. Okay? For you in your life, there's something where it may feel uncomfortable. It may be out of your wheelhouse. It may be out of your, what you perceive to be what's easy for you. But I tell you right now, for me, I'd rather go way out of my comfort zone and get something that may be 10 times better and be uncomfortable for a few minutes than to sit there and wonder about it the rest of my life. I could have been with that person had I not been awkward. I could have had that car had I, you know, got my confidence up. I could have got that much money had I been a little bit more brave in my job choice or had I been a little bit more confident and 
did a little bit more research about a opportunity that came up, man, I, man, I'd rather go ahead and just do that than just sit there at the home, just twiddling my thumbs on the couch, flipping through YouTube, talking about some man, would be nice. It, it, surely the hell would be nice, and it can be nice. If you try something, if you try something, but people are nervous to try, it's embarrassing to fail. It's embarrassing to be wrong. Society does a terrible job, I think, at getting on to people who maybe misstep or speak too soon or don't have all the facts at one time or even if. They think one thing at one time and they eventually alter their opinion. It's a whole big thing. Like we can't evolve as people. Like we can't change the way we think about things. It's been demonized. You got to ride with your opinion for the rest of your life. Like um, I was, <laughs> it's the NBA playoff times right now, right? A certain newscaster was talking about the uh, 76ers and the Heat series. And he was saying that he was going to win the whole time. And last night, I don't know, man. I'm not going to say that the 76 is going to win, but they're looking good. They're looking good right now. That's okay to say, man. Like, okay, cool. Like, nobody's going to hang you in the public square for having a different opinion. You can change. Let me tell If nobody's told you today you can change your opinion at any point if new facts come in and you see things differently that's okay you don't have to hold it in on any political issue on any life issue on any anything you got going on in your immediate life or anything that you see in your observable world that's what life is about people that's what it's about being older and wiser and it happens on a daily basis that's what's supposed to happen. New facts come in. You, okay, yeah, I, I think the same thing. Unless it's already confirming something that you believe, which is okay, too. Maybe you were right from the jump. But we got to be able to look at things from a logical standpoint. Something changed. More information came in. Maybe it supports something different. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to look at it from multiple different angles. I'm going to check out some different sources. And... Okay, maybe I need to tailor some things. Same thing with you and the same thing with your experiments. You'll try things and things will work out and you may confirm your hypothesis. If X, then Y, run your experiment, you look back, boom, Y happened. Okay, cool, great. Write it down and make sure that, you know, everything that you did was able to be replicated everything you did was credible you recorded everything in such a way that other people can do what you did exactly the way you did it thumbs up gold star for you boop on your nose you're a beautiful human being i love you if you fuck it up that's cool too that's that is so much more of science there's so many research papers that i've read where it's like this is the hypothesis and you read the title you're like damn that's cool I didn't think that was possible. And then you read it and you get all the way down to the bottom in the uh, results and conclusion section. It's like, nah, that ain't actually what happened. That That is quite the opposite of what happened. As a matter of fact, that 
that's that that's wrong. The, the title wrong. <laughs> and then below that, there's a discussion section, which is my favorite part of it to read, of a scientific journal or paper or whatever. This I'm I'm sorry, I'm a nerd, <laughs> but that's my favorite part to read. And down there it says, you know, I was right or wrong. This is why I was right or wrong. And let's talk about why it's right or wrong. And if I were to do it differently, maybe this is what I would do differently. And maybe this is how this relates to other things that are going on in this field. And these are maybe some things that are going on concurrently or maybe some future works that either we're thinking about doing here in this lab or I think should happen as a result of this lab going the way that it did. I love that. I love that. We need to do that with ourselves. I thought that. At one time in my life, I could be an NBA player if I keep uh, playing basketball in the backyard on dirt. Yeah, it was me. I did that for some time. <laughs> I had to go to other people's house and play in the street. But uh, if I keep <laughs> dribbling on this dirt in the backyard and shooting these wild-ass three-pointers <laughs> from the back door um, with this broke form, then I should be in the NBA by 18 or whatever age Kobe got in, like 17, whatever. <laughs> Whenever Kevin Garnett got in, that's that's when I'll get in. Nah, bruh. That that's fine. That did not happen. Okay. But um that's what I thought at the time. More information came in. Um I stopped growing right at six foot. People are way taller in the NBA for the most part. My jump shot never improved. Uh, mad broke. Crossover trash. Not going to make it in the NBA. Got it. Good. That's cool. That's dope, man. That's mad dope. But um, every, every, <laughs> every single hypothesis isn't going to go in your favor. But be able to learn from that. Some other things in life, man. Um, easy stuff. So like, well, not easy, but like when I first got out here, um, I first moved out to this area. I was like, it was during the pandemic and I was like, I should be able to find and move into a home in, I was thinking like 30 days. I was like, if I have all my paperwork in order, if I know the area I want to look in, if um I get a realtor by this time, if I, you know, have this much in the bank, then boom, I should be able to move into something with a front and a backyard, uh no less than two bedrooms, thirty, thirty-five days. Was not the case. And also assumed I'd probably look at like ten places. I was driven to probably 30 places and ain't none of them places had no grass. But, you know, you keep going, you keep going, you keep looking and you make it work for you. OK, my hypothesis, my initial hypothesis didn't work out. But as I continue to play the game, as I continue to experiment I learned, okay, I'm going to have to taper some expectations here, right? So maybe we're not buying a home, but maybe we're buying a condo. Okay, cool. Now that that's accomplished or whatever, 
Um, now we can start looking at the next property, right? Then we can start looking at, do you want to uh, buy, sell, rent out, or whatever as we're going along? But there's nothing wrong with starting off with high expectations for hypothesis. Just don't be too biased with it. Um, we all want things. We all want things a certain type of way. That's how seasoning happened, y'all. We all want things. <laughs> we all want things a special way. There's so many of the same dishes out there, but they're all seasoned different, man. Everybody, everybody makes potato salad different. Everybody make even fries, bro. People season fries different. Let's take that, man. You got Cajun fries. You got them like churro fries. You got regular like sea salt fries. Wendy's popping with it. You got like them shoestring McDonald's fries, steak fries. When you just cut up potatoes like potato wedges, somebody had the nerve to make uh, sweet potatoes into fries. There's so many different ways to do the same thing. Everybody wants their version of a thing very specifically tailored to them and you want that too i i want it i want my own special flavor of success in a lot of different areas and uh arenas but it's going to take some risk to get there so when it comes to you forming your hypotheses when it comes to you making your way feel free to be adventurous try something Try something new, and especially when you start looking at the overall journey that we're talking about. We're talking about this hero's journey. We're talking about this, these cycles that we go in and out of over and over and over again, but they spiral up, okay? So if you imagine a staircase that goes in a circle and you're going into a spiral, almost like a lighthouse. If you've seen the inside of a lighthouse, that's how life works. You're going up but you're going around. If you don't really, it's such a slow uh, incline that you barely notice that you're going up, but you are. These are steps, so you're moving upwards. So it may feel like you're going in a circle, but you're going up. But as you're doing that, it may feel like you're coming across the same things over and over and over again. And they're the same things in different costumes it's the same picture in a different frame friday says same shit different day i think bad boys 2 says that as well but in order to get something different you're gonna have to put in something different back to stocks you want something different you gotta put in something different over the relationships. You want something different, you got to put in something different. Over the religion and spirituality. You want something different, you got to put in something different. Work. You want something different, you got to put in something different. Okay? I think y'all tracking. Want something different, I'm going to let y'all finish the rest. Now that's ingrained in your brain. As we're doing this, and you realize where you are in that circle, whether you're at the beginning, whether you're near the end, whether you're at that part where you're just about to learn something or get a power up or however it shakes out for you. 
right when that comes up, you have to know how to inform yourself to move through that. Maybe you have part of it figured out. I know for a fact that like when I start a new project, what I do have figured out every single time is the planning stage. I do not need to adjust how I do my planning stage whatsoever. I account for everything. I don't leave anything out. I'm extremely meticulous and detailed. Um, I'm organized beyond all means. Most of my things are thought out so that they're not out of scope, but they're also attainable and they're also a little bit aggressive, but within a realm of growth that is obtainable for me. I know that I can grow 8% with anything, right? Like if we start talking about something, I need to be 20% better at something by boom. Well, either we're going to have to split that up into 8% chunks or we're going to have to get it some time or it's going to take some more effort than I'm used to. So I'm going to have to plan for that. But the planning stage, I know that I have in any scenario. What gets me sometimes is execution. I'm really good at executing a great plan, but as a plan starts to change, I may be a little bit more apprehensive at what's going on. I may have to look at the original plan to see why are we doing this? So imagine Peyton Manning in the huddle and he's calling the audible. Your quarterback is, or Aaron Rodgers for some of y'all who unfortunately are Green Bay fans. Imagine Aaron Rodgers looking out at the defense in front of him. He has a play in his head for his offense, but he's looking across the field at the defense that are ready to blitz him. And he's like, oh shit, I'm not running this ball. And he says, okay. Uh, hikes up his left leg, shotgun, shotgun, audible. If I'm a receiver, I'm like, why are we calling audible, man? What? <laughs> you think that's going to work? Okay. Well, who getting the ball? We we discussed in the huddle, Joshua was going to get the ball. Is it is it me now? Oh, okay, because that's going to now dictate how I run my route. Do I dig? Do I cut? Oh, I know it's supposed to be a curl, but how tight of a curl am I supposed to run? Okay, I will, we'll do it, but shit, you, you can tell me that. <laughs> You ain't tell me that, bro. So now that's a whole different thought process that I have to go through. So I know that that's something that I have to work through every spiral, every cycle that comes up for me until I nail it, until I'm completely okay with change, until I'm completely comfortable with new things and all the different flavors that could arise. Because some new things I'm completely flexible with. I'm Okay, cool. Better bag. Other things come up and I'm like, "Uh, I got questions, right? And sometimes they call it, what is it? Uh, Paralysis by analysis, what the nerds say. Analysis, paralysis. They usually attribute that to like engineers and geeks, people with glasses. If you wear glasses, geek, nerd. (laughs) I wear glasses. But you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, sometimes you can overthink it and add a lot of stress and anxiety to yourself if you're not 
comfortable with the types of changes that uh may come up i don't know there's so many different types of change and like i I would say like if there's a hundred flavors of change out there i'm probably cool with like probably like 70 of them you know but there's that 30 where i'm just like yo we need to go back to the drawing board and then i'm like who made the plan um just too much extra comes up but know yourself when you're doing this when you're making plans and when you're getting ready to pivot into another stage or another cycle know yourself know that you're you just did great in one phase and if you know what's next then go ahead and plan for it do your homework early study up on it if you think that um an issue or uh, a situation may arise that is in your control then like we talked about in the last episode the things in your control make sure you control those because when things do become variables and when things do start spinning out of control or when things do start to really go in your favor and you have a position of opportunity come up then you need to be able to move as freely as possible this was a college example um being able to move on opportunity when opportunity presents itself you got to control the things that you can control so that you maximize your opportunity my place was always clean always ain't had no beer bottles on the floor it was always smelling like clorox and and the wax melt up in that joint um everything put away ain't no ain't no uh fast food boxes on the table everything wiped down it's dope in there why because i'm an attractive young man that's why (laughs) i'm an attractive young man and i'm not about to have no uh potential opportunity come my way where i go to an establishment in which people are socializing uh potentially around alcoholic beverages for fun and leisure and i so happen to meet a very compatible beautiful young lady who has a lot of things going for herself and she wants to further enjoy my company that evening and i invite her over to my abode my domicile so that we can spend quality time together away from the hungry eyes of just famished looking individuals degenerates even and uh, we can better get to know each other in the comfort of my space. We can't do that if I got Taco Bell boxes all over the floor. If I got uh, Baja Blast cups all up under the couch and I got, uh, you know, I got Dorito Locos taco crumbs all up in my sheets. I can't do that. You're messing up your opportunity there, son. Don't do that. Don't do that. Job opportunity. Job opportunity come up. And your LinkedIn is trash. Your resume not up to date. Hey, man, if you can meet right now, well, maybe we can get you in. Uh, I ain't got no suit. Or my suit isn't pressed. Or my suit isn't tailored. Or I just moved, so all my good clothes are balled up in a corner somewhere. I think not. I think not. I think everybody has to have at least one good suit. 
tailored press ready to go. If you wear a uniform or something like that, you have a special uniform, make sure that that's also press ready to go. Never know what important thing could come up and you can have a new opportunity um, given to you by uh, a boss, a supervisor. Sometimes a friend can throw you a bone. Never know. Speaking gig comes up. I'm already, always, always ready for a speaking gig. I get those all the time. Whether it be for work or whether it be for homies or podcasts or whatever. My stuff already, always ready to go. Um, camera stand right there uh, next to my normal workstation. Uh, podcast equipment always charged. Sitting there waiting, humming. Got a couple fits always pressed, hanging. We ready. We ready. If I got to leave right now, car got gas in it. Shined up, ready to go. Got my good shoes on. Got the art supports in there. We ready to go. Okay? So that's all I'm saying, man. Be prepared to be a part of any opportunity that may present itself. Control the things that you can control. But again, with trying, trying and putting yourself out there is one thing that I have to emphasize to y'all is one of the biggest parts of science. People get it right because they've gotten it wrong. People get it right because they've gotten it wrong. People get it right because they've gotten it wrong. Wrong. It's okay, man. Mess it up. Jack it up. Jack it up as much as you can until you figure out the way it works. I... (laughs) Let me tell you about me in college, right? I'm going to tell y'all real quick, I've graded replaced a couple things, and I have no shame in my game, okay? I ain't got no shame in my game. Yep, took that class, did not do so well. Did terrible, as a matter of fact. Sucked at it. It's all right. It's fine. I'm going to grade replace that. Mess it up. But now, next time, when I take that same class, I don't have to work as hard because I've seen that. I've been there, I've done that, and I know that I can almost fast forward this part and get to the part that gave me trouble last time, and I can digest it in a different way. I think of it as the same thing as playing a video game. You get stuck on a level. Okay, I'm stuck, man. I ain't getting nowhere, but you keep trying, 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 and you try all these different ways to beat a boss or figure out a puzzle in the game, and maybe you end up asking a friend maybe you end up using um a tutor or something that helps you uh a youtube video or something that gets you over that hump so that okay man i wasn't gonna get it by myself and it's important to have a team too it's important to have a team i learn best when i'm in a study group or if i have another partner that's working too towards something it doesn't always even have to be the same thing just being able to study in the same space as somebody else or being able to learn in the same environment with somebody who knows that they have something that they're trying to accomplish as well it's just helpful for a lot of folks especially folks with uh problem focusing because i i tell y'all real quick i got <laughs> my focus is y'all listen to these 
but my you can tell. Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> when is this circle gonna come back? Is, is is he on the journey right now in this conversation? <laughs> but for real, man, you got to know where your weak spots are. Long story short, know where your weak spots are. Try things out. Don't be afraid to fail, because all of science is trying stuff until you find the right things that work. That's basically all we got, man. Uh, part two of the hypothesis. I'm Ken. We out. This has been another episode of Ken Fluence, a podcast where we discuss personal development, health and wellness, fitness, neuroscience, business and entrepreneurialism. For more information and updates, follow K-E-N underscore F-L-U dot E-N-C-E on Instagram. Kenfluence channel on YouTube. Kenfluence TV on Twitch. The Kenfluence podcast can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and anywhere else you used to listen to Joe Rogan. Join us next time for another episode of Kenfluence. Thanks for listening.